As we approach the new year, there are a number of trends influencing the way interior designers approach the commercial restroom in 2023 and beyond. Factors ranging from design and space planning to hygiene and enhanced inclusivity are emerging key considerations that will begin to change the restroom design landscape to enhance the guest experience. Welcome to Sloan's Commercial Restroom Reflections Podcast, the show where we take a deep dive into the past, present, and future of restroom innovation. Recorded from Sloan Studios in our Franklin Park, Illinois headquarters, each episode will bring you engaging interviews from our team and other industry experts to keep you up to date on cutting-edge commercial restroom trends covering design, technology, sustainability, and much more. Let's get today's show started. Hello, I'm your host, Andy Warns. We're pleased you could join us for today's episode of Commercial Restroom Reflections. On today's show, we'll be discussing the shift taking place in commercial restroom design heading into 2023. This movement stems from a number of societal, health-related, and technological factors, but they all change the way in which interior designers approach restrooms. We're pleased to welcome two great guests to today's show. Joining us on today's episode are Robert Niemannen, Chief Content Director at Endeavor Business Media, the parent company of Interiors and Sources Magazine, as well as Sloan Strategic Account Manager, Jennifer Enriquez. Robert and Jennifer, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Andy. It's great to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you. Robert, let's start with you on the topic of overall restroom design and space planning. What are the trends beginning to take shape? Sure. Yeah. I think there's several things that have begun to emerge following the pandemic that are going to shape the design of commercial restrooms going forward. So with more and more people looking for touchless solutions in public spaces, which we'll get into a little bit more later on, uh, designers and architects will need to reconsider the layout of commercial restrooms, but they may not have to reinvent the wheel completely or rethink their approach to them entirely. Well, what do I mean? Well, I think that a few straightforward solutions like eliminating doors, adding S-curved and automated doors or widening doorways, for example, are gaining traction, uh, not only for the touchless aspect, but also for accessibility, which is a high priority for commercial restrooms, obviously, due to ADA requirements. Also, I read something by Rick Morensic uh, recently, who's a design principal and studio leader for JCJ Architecture, and he said the future of public restroom design will be determined through a combination of processes uh, that will include things like analyzing user needs, applying state-of-the-art technology to address things like resource conservation uh, with water and energy, uh, safety. Cleanliness, of course, is always a big concern, and surveys have actually shown that uh, customers are more likely to return to restaurants that have clean restrooms over ones that don't, for example. And then finally, Morensic said that efficient space planning with regards to things like privacy, accessibility, and inclusivity are going to be key drivers in the future as well, and I totally agree. Another design trend we're starting to see is this desire for a well-designed suite of fixtures across the entire restroom. So in focus groups we've held with designers, they've shared their frustration over the fact that there seems to be a lack of design continuity in commercial restrooms where you see fixtures, soap dispensers, and hand dryers all having sort of a different aesthetic or maybe lacking a good sense of design entirely, if we're honest. So in other words, they want to design beautiful looking restrooms, but oftentimes the fixtures can actually detract from that rather than support the overall design. 
So offering a suite of well-designed products that can help bring a cohesive aesthetic to the entire restroom is really important. And I know Sloan offers a wide range of special finishes that can be really effective in helping to achieve that desired aesthetic. Robert, that was very informative. Jennifer, is there anything you wanted to add? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, I can completely validate Robert's comments because I do talk to designers who consistently share those exact same opinions regarding the momentum for design expectations to have restrooms considering the finishes that correlate to other design considerations that have gone into the entire building or a particular space. In addition to those design considerations, they usually prioritize a couple of options with these types of characteristics to blend into or make that design representation look like a completely well-intentioned, aesthetically pleasing design. One of those first considerations is health and safety. Avoiding slip fall accidents is a big priority and utilizing things like Sloan's air deck where you have the faucet, soap dispenser, and hand dryer all on deck does help avoid the pitfalls with water pooling or paper towels and paper products pooling on the floor. In addition, creating an elevated look adds that new ambiance to the restroom environment. People generally feel like that is a space that is safer, healthier, and a little bit more comfortable just because they know somebody has put time and investment into that space. Another priority when they're designing seems to be the ultimate hygiene. We know for a fact that toilets generally are areas where germs spread pretty commonly. Putting lids on a fixture does help eliminate that germ uh, spread in those kinds of situations. And having touch-free options so you do not have any handles available will prevent cross-contamination. Should someone touch something, not wash their hands, and then have to touch a handle or touch something else in that restroom, uh, touch-free options are providing a much more hygienic overall environment. Lastly, the big consideration for maintenance will always continue to grow. Um, we are seeing an increased use of more abrasive chemicals these days, and so the need for options like a solid surface sink, uh, including basins and counters that are all in one, helps aid the performance while also working a little bit better under extreme chemical cleaners. And antimicrobial finishes on fixtures or materials are now being requested much more frequently. Robert, public discourse, and there's been a lot of it, around gender inclusivity is changing the way interior designers approach commercial restroom design. What are some of the important considerations when designing for this trend? Yeah, that is a great question, Andy. Uh, this can be a really sensitive topic for a lot of people, and I think designers really need to tread carefully here and consider how questions around gender inclusivity can be addressed by the way commercial restrooms are designed to ensure that everyone feels comfortable. And keep in mind that clients may not be asking for it specifically, but I think it's gonna be important to increasingly keep this in mind when designing public restrooms into the future, regardless of whether they are specifically requesting it or not. So that being said, for the first time really, we are seeing uh, gender-coded spaces being rethought in design-centric terms. But rather than clarifying the issue, uh, kind of ironically, building codes are actually contributing to the challenge in some cases. 
So for example, in 2018, the international building and plumbing codes were updated to include gender neutral restrooms as proposed by the AIA, which is good. But regulator codes still demand a specific ratio of male to female within commercial buildings and public spaces. And to further complicate things, there's really no one size fits all approach to gender neutral restrooms or how many should even be included within a building. So designers and architects are kind of left to fend for themselves to determine, you know, how to balance these building code requirements with opportunities to introduce gender inclusive restrooms as space and budgets allow for that. That may be one of the reasons why we're seeing a growing trend towards unisex and all gender restrooms in public spaces than ever before. So these quote-unquote family restrooms, as they're sometimes referred to, that are ADA compliant, they've become increasingly popular in high-traffic spaces like airports and highway rest areas, for example. And while I think there has been uh, an increase in the request for unisex um, restrooms, whether they get built um, depends on whether there's space to accommodate them, which is one of the biggest challenges, right? Um, because the fact is that most buildings won't allow for multiple restroom types to accommodate both genders and unisex bathrooms on every floor. But interestingly, there is a new multi-user, all-gender template emerging that I think can help create this greater sense of dignity and inclusion for um, all people. And while these types of commercial public restrooms are more popular in Europe, for example, uh, because they're usually you know ahead of the ahead of the trends that uh, that we have here. They have yet to gain traction uh, in North America, but I think that could be changing in years to come. But let's be honest, it, it may take some getting used to because for so long we've had separate public restrooms for genders. And I also don't think we can just take down um, binary signage and expect people to use the same space without fundamentally addressing the design of commercial restrooms to help people feel more comfortable um, with them. So one way to create a practical gender-inclusive uh, restroom is to divide each stall into a separate chamber, if you will, using full doors for increased privacy. So these floor to ceiling stalls will help improve the stall experience while giving all gender options um, a greater sense of privacy and security. And lastly, I, I just wanna throw this out there. Um, there's also been some question about whether there's still a use case for urinals in all-inclusive restrooms like these. Um, but there's really been no definitive response that I've heard from the design community on this or really any compelling reason for doing away with them. Um, if you ask me, I think a gender-inclusive restroom that includes urinals would just, again, require careful consideration in terms of where they're placed within the space, um, as well as increased privacy measures like full-height partitions to help users and non-users alike feel more comfortable. Robert, that's some very insightful information. Jennifer, I'm wondering if there's anything you'd like to add on to those comments. I have a couple of comments. Designing for future intentions means accommodating people with diverse preferences and multiple abilities. So that falls right in line with the descriptions that Robert is, is sharing with us. Uh, the restroom is just that, a, a bathroom or a washroom, not a personal identity marker. So design considerations for the future will provide for equitable and flexible use with attractive areas that offer greater comfort and safety along with modern intuitive options. Privacy will continue to prompt more outside the box ideas with solutions that will set the stage for the newly defined restroom environment. Jennifer, a question for you. Touch-free restrooms have certainly been an essential element of design since 2020, but how is this continuing to evolve now going into 2023? That's an interesting question. It's got multifaceted answers. <laughs> Concept optimization is, today is moving 
beyond what we all have assumed to be the typical or standard restroom environment. Uh, looking at, again, Robert's description for what client expectations are expecting that we are beyond that typical restroom and they are expecting much more elevated finishes to be able to consider a healthier, more hygienic, and a better looking restroom for the future. I think touch-free is the most hygienic option to establish confidence in a safer environment. It does provide comfort and it does meet needs equitably. Interestingly, the smart restroom is right around the corner and IoT-enabled choices can be included in all restrooms now. These options do increase user satisfaction, allow people to consider the cleanliness, and they do also allow some alternate power sources, such as solar or turbine options, which are now catching attention with architects, designers, and even some engineers who were not aware that these options even existed. This alternate power source can add life to your IoT battery options and offers additional benefits to that futuristic faucet and flushometer that people are becoming familiar with. We are already seeing a steady increase for these kinds of choices and looking at future power harvesting alternatives in that design wave. Touchless or doorless entries and exits are also very popular and we are seeing a lot more requests and a lot more attention given to these types of options. Post COVID, Research indicates that people prefer to avoid touching surfaces. And so the return to the space where it's a elevated design showing a cleaner, a healthier, and a much more hygienic environment gives us the opportunity to demonstrate a new elevated focus for that futuristic restroom. As new building codes evolve, which could require these types of options much sooner than we expect them. Robert, we're gonna end this session by giving you the final word. So please take it away in any direction you'd like. All right, well, I would like to echo some of Jennifer's comments here to start. Uh, I think touchless, integrated, and data-driven solutions are absolutely gonna be the new normal in commercial restrooms going forward because the perception of cleanliness and safety that these fixtures afford is just critical, as is understanding user behaviors and needs. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with with what she was saying. With that being said, uh, I also want to add that um, in a recent ebook that Interiors and Sources produced in partnership with Sloan, and I'll insert a quick shameless plug here and ask your listeners to go to our website at ins.design and click on the ebook shelf link on our homepage to download a copy of this resource. But um, as I was saying, one of the key takeaways from the research we did that I personally found really interesting was that sustainability and wellness continue to be a high priority among designers, uh, even though demand for third-party certifications like LEED and WELL are relatively low among clients, depending on the location of the project, which I thought was pretty interesting. What we heard is that clients want to apply design strategies around sustainability and health and wellness. They just don't want the additional cost of certification and really who can blame them. But what that means to me is that commercial restrooms, which are absolutely essential to public hygiene and health, as well as things like water conservation, you know, using efficient fixtures, will be increasingly important in a post-COVID world, uh, regardless of whether they have that third-party stamp of approval on them or not.
Also, um, one of the other things we learned was that both designers and facilities have told us that they prefer hardwired um, over battery-operated touchless fixtures uh, due to the amount of maintenance that's required, uh, especially uh, when you have these larger facilities with multiple restrooms and fixtures on multiple floors. In fact, I've heard some horror stories of maintenance teams in massive buildings like hospitals spending uh, just inordinate amounts of time changing batteries um, in touchless fixtures that weren't hardwired into the building, which obviously ends up costing a lot more uh, time and money in the long run. Now, I, I'm not saying there's not a place for battery-operated fixtures. I mean, there definitely is, but I think the size of the facility should uh, definitely be a factor when selecting battery over hardwired solutions. So I guess to sum things up, um, I think it's fair to say that we can expect to see better designed, more beautiful commercial restrooms that are gonna be increasingly touchless, inclusive and accommodating, as well as spaces that are more hygienic and sustainable in the near and long-term future. The commercial restroom design trends beginning to take shape now are the foundation for what will likely continue to gain steam into 2023 and beyond. Thank you to Robert Niemannen and Jennifer Enriquez for joining us today, as well as to you, the audience, for listening in. Until next time, I'm Andy Warns. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Commercial Restroom Reflections podcast. Sloan is the total solution for commercial restroom specification and has been in operation since 1906. After ushering in the modern plumbing era with a Royal Flushometer, Sloan has grown to manufacture an entire integrated lineup of water-efficient products throughout the restroom, from flushometers and faucets to sink systems, soap dispensers, urinals, and much more, all while delivering cohesive design. If you like our show and you want to learn more, please subscribe at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify, and visit our website at sloan.com to catch up on our latest innovations in product performance, sustainability, and design. Thanks for listening.